You're listening to Running Around Charlotte, presented by the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon, the Queen City's premier road race experience. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at runcharlotte.com. Welcome runners. I'm DC Mukasey. I'll be a guest host today on the Running Around Charlotte podcast. We have become especially aware this summer of the differences in opportunities across the city of Charlotte. We know going to museums and camps are great for kids, but not all kids get that kind of exposure to what's called cultural capital. It affects education, upper mobility, something Charlotte's struggled with for years and is trying to address. Uh, and it, the nonprofit Raise a Child of the Carolinas sets its goal to expose kids to those kinds of opportunities that are not evenly available across the city in order to help them grow up to be responsible, engaged citizens and leaders. If you're a casual runner or walker, there's a way for you to help. Shay Hunt is the executive director of Raise a Child of the Carolinas, and she is here to tell us how she got this program started and how you can play a part. So first, tell us a little bit about the story. Uh, and I know you shared this with me the last time, but for everyone listening to the Running Around Charlotte podcast, tell us a little bit how you got into well, all of this and how you decided that the not-for-profit space was going to be your way to do and do more. Okay. Well, so um, Raise a Child of the Carolinas actually started out as a um, dream that I had as young as I was 16 years old. Um, it was originally supposed to be called Raise a Child. Um, so I've had that name since I was 16. And um, once I finally just started to launch the organization mm -hmm. last year, actually October 2018, when I finally decided to make it official, I realized there was another organization in the United States called Raise a Child. I didn't want to get confused. Um, even though they're on the West Coast, I didn't <laughs> want anyone to um, think that we were them. So um, mm -hmm. I thought it was appropriate to change the name to Raise a Child of the Carolinas, primarily because I originally grew up in South Carolina mm -hmm. and I migrated to North Carolina. So I'm a product of both environments. Um, and so my goal is to give back uh, two children of the Carolinas because I'm of the Carolinas. Right. <laughs> so that's how I came up with Raise a Child of the Carolinas. Um, you know, the or my own personal life experience mm -hmm. is what caused me to create this organization. Um, you know, I tell people all the time that I just wish that someone took a little bit more time mm -hmm. and paid a little bit more attention at when it came to raising me. Um, <clears throat> just experiencing, you know, some traumatic experiences during my childhood um, caused me to, to feel the way that I felt. Um, you know, one of the things that I am, um, that I experienced was, you know, I became a mother at 14. Um, and that, that was, you know, it was a good and bad thing. Not bad that I became a mother, <laughs> become a mother at 14. Um, you know, I was still in high school, still trying to, you know, I'm still a child myself. However, you know, it was a blessing in disguise because it made me, you know, it helped me to be the woman that I am today. Um, I've always been the type of person to serve others, to give back to others, to look out for others. So naturally, you know, I always knew that, you know, this was going to be something that I wanted to do for the rest of my life is, you know, just to give right. back to people the same way people gave back to me. Um, you know, being a teenage mother, I had a whole village around me, everybody to help, you know, to make sure that I was able to stay in school, that I was able to, you know, pretty much do everything that I still wanted to do and have somewhat of a normal childhood, teenagehood, um, even though despite the fact that I was still trying to raise a child at the same time. Um, and so that this is just my way of giving back to the community. I've been blessed and fortunate enough to be able to um, accomplish a lot 
um, despite the fact that I was a teenage mother. So, you know, I tell people all the time, I am not the status quo. And it's just my way of saying, hey, despite what you go through in life, despite the environment that you live in, you can grow up and be whatever it is you want to be and accomplish whatever dream you want to accomplish. And it, as long as you utilize your village, utilize the people around you, you know, to help you to accomplish mm -hmm. those dreams. Don't feel like you have to do it by yourself. And that's how Raise a Child of Carolina came about. Now, and, and, that, and I know the story has so many more layers than that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, so, and I appreciate you giving us the 10,000 of a view on that. But I want to touch on a couple of things just about you. Now, you didn't mess around. You, you had... You had Two degrees and three actually. And three. Oh my god! Sorry, I shortchanged you there. My god, I knew. I just I knew about two. Yeah, I told you about and, two. Right, so I knew about two because we talked earlier. But <laughs> but so you've got three degrees of your own, and let's be honest. In in accounting of all things, how did you make yeah. the switch from something very you know literally by the numbers and say you know what I'm going to do a complete 180 on this <laughs> on what I'm doing now. And flip it to uh, to you know turning my dream into a real thing. Well, that was actually always the plan. Um, oh so wow! Okay, even going all the way back. Listen, now, when I tell you, I literally had this thing planned out. Like it's been planned out since my teenage years. And you know, <laughs> going all the way back to the beginning, when I you know when I made the decision of, um, I took my first accounting class when I was in um, uh, when I was in ninth grade, and. Um, that's when I got, you know, exposed to accounting. And mm -hmm. you know, one of the things I was like, you know what? Now I understand why my family struggles. Now I understand why my community struggles. We don't know this. We don't know. We don't have this knowledge. We don't have this information. And I wanted to be able to, you know, learn that skill, get that knowledge and bring it mm -hmm. back to my community. And, um, you know, I always wanted to be a teacher. But then once I got exposed to accounting, I said, you know what? Let me just take this route first, educate mm -hmm. myself so that I can come back and teach my people. And so it kind of evolved into, let me go to do accounting. Let me get my career going. Let me, you know, get the money I need. So right. that if I do start this business, I, you know, I won't be struggling to get it started and I won't be setting myself up for failure. You know, let me just get my life going, career going. And then I'll, you know, help myself first and then right. turn around and help others because I'm no good to anybody else until I'm good to me first. And I have right. to make sure yep. that I have the resources to even to bring back to the community. So it came full circle. It was, that was always the plan. Um, it was never the plan for me to stay in corporate America mm -hmm. my entire life. It was always go, you know, go to college, get the job, do your best, um, excel in your career. And then when the time is right, come out and, and do what your purpose to do, do what you were created to do. And that's to serve others to, you know, my gift is helping children, inspiring and empowering right. children. And, you know, so that's what I do. That is amazing. <laughs> now, now, how did you know? That the time was right, because this, this raise a child of the Carolinas is is is, is a brand new non for yeah. not for profit, right? We're we're, we're yeah. like well, a year into this. Yes. How did you know that the time was right? Um, it was a gut feeling. I you know they I was with um the employer that I was with back in two thousand and nine. I got laid off from that employer, and I thought then was the time. I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. I've been wanting to do this for so long. You know, God has been telling me this is my purpose. This is what I'm supposed to do. So I tried to do it back in 09. And I was like, well, let me just go back and get my master's first. And it didn't work out. Um, and, but in the crazy, well, I say crazy, but it's just it was by design. Because that same employer, once I completed my master's, 
And, um, you know, I was my, uh, my, my term of unemployment was running out. That mm-hmm. same employer called me back to come back to work. I wasn't even seeking employment. And they, mm-hmm. you know, they remembered or did a search or had a temp agency that found my right. resume online. And it was a resume from 09. I didn't even update my resume. And this was 2011. That mm-hmm. same employer called me back and I was like, okay, well, I'll just go back because unemployment is running out. And so fast forward to 2017, the same employer is laying off again. Oh my God. That same one from 09 <laughs> is laying off again. And I said, you know what? Now's the time. Like now's yeah. the time. Like this is, I just, you know, I, I believe that this was God's way of, of setting me up. I wasn't ready then. I thought I was ready, but to send me back to the same employer and then, you know, five years, five, six years later, now it's ready. And, you know, I just felt it. I just felt it in my spirit. I just felt it in my gut that now's the time. And everything was laid out perfectly. Like for my family, you know, we were in a position financially where it wasn't going to hurt us. Mm-hmm. You know, it was going to change things, but it wasn't going to hurt us. Right. Mentally, I was in a better space to be more prepared. Um, mm-hmm. So I just knew, I, you know, I just knew. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you just know, right? Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you just know, right? Oh my gosh, that's great. I love it. Now, uh, love the backstory of how, of how you made all this a reality. Tell us a little bit more about Raise a Child of the Carolinas and what it looks like on the ground and what it looks like uh, to the kids in the neighborhood. Okay. So, you know, our mission is primarily to expose children to opportunities that they normally mm-hmm. don't get exposure to. Right. And those children specifically are children in um, underrepresented communities, mm-hmm. with, you know, the black and brown communities. You know, I tell people all the time, my goal is to help raise a child. I don't care what that child looks like. I don't care what that child comes from. However, just being completely honest, we do know that there are children in communities that are underserved. They don't have the resources and uh, privileges that other communities have. So our target, we're focused on the children of the black and brown communities. And what we do, you know, I, I tell growing up, I didn't have the luxury of some of the activities out in the community or the luxury mm-hmm. to travel or do different things that some of my, you know, my my peers did. Um, and that was always a goal of mine. So when I had children of my own, I would always make it my business. And I was very adamant and intentional about finding opportunities, whether it was in the community I lived in or not. I would mm-hmm. travel. I would go wherever I needed to go to get them exposure to the things that they needed. And uh, people around me would always say, well, how did you find out about that? Um, how do I get my child involved in that? And so I always knew that Raise a Child was going to be a nonprofit that was going to help children. I never knew in what way and all about way how we were going to help them. I just knew we were going to do something. And so I said, because of all the many years that people came to me and, and talked to me about, you know, my son and having him in all these different um, things and then now my daughter, I was like, you know what, this is what I can do. This is how I can help the people of our community. I know where the resources are. I know how to find them. Let me go and let me now show these other children, you know, even though you don't live in this area, even though your family may not be able to afford this, it's out here, it's available and it, it can help you. And so that's what we do. We go out, we, we use, um, we integrate lessons in stream, um, science, mm-hmm. technology, reading, engineering, right. and math, uh, financial literacy, entrepreneurship, college and career readiness, and health and fitness. And what we do is we integrate lessons in all of those areas. And we do what I call a um, uh, project-based learning. Um, so mm-hmm. hands-on activities. Right. 
to give them exposure into those fields. So, you know, what that looks like is, for example, in our summer camps, you know, we'll spend one week focused on one specific area, for example, entrepreneurship. And then on that Friday at the end of the week, we'll take them out into the community, you know, as a field trip, we'll find a location um, or have a speaker come in or mm -hmm. do something in-house that brings it all together. We spent a whole week learning about the concept, doing various activities uh, about the concept. And then on that, you know, at the end of the week, we bring, we find a way to bring it all together to show them real life experiences of what this looks like. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, and see, you, you talked about always wanting to be a teacher and yeah. you're clearly, you're clearly <laughs> getting me. the opportunity, there, right? <laughs> You can't escape it no matter how bad you try. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. If it's in you, it's in you, right? If it's in yeah. you, it's in you. Oh, my gosh. Um, now, you shared a story with uh, with Tim Rhodes uh, and, and me uh, about a kid named Eli. And can you share that story? This is this is kind of, kind of crystallizes uh, what the program does and, uh, you know, its impact on, a, on, in this case, an individual child. Can you share that story with us? Yeah, absolutely. So one, you know, one of the unique things about our organization that I didn't find when I was searching for organizations for my own kids, you know, I came across so many nonprofits that made promises of the things that they were going to do mm -hmm. in very aspects of a child's life, whether it be educational or emotional. Um, so I'm very adamant about making sure that we are adhering to the promise that we make to the families. And so not only are we making sure that these children are academically sound, we're we're raising them to make sure that socially and emotionally they're okay, that they have the skills mm -hmm. that they need to go out. Once they leave us, they have the skills that they need to go out and be better children, be better citizens, grow up to be better leaders. Um, mm -hmm. So speaking of the young, the young, the young man, um, Eli, that participated in our program, him, like so many others, you know, came to our program and, you know, had different types of behavioral issues or um, whatever the case may be, because all kids, you know, we all experience something differently, but this, sure. young, this, this boy in particular, um, you know, he had, he, he would get angry very easily. Um, just this, the small little thing would set him off, have him angry, have him upset. And, um, you know, for the first few weeks of camp, you know, that we constantly found ourselves redirecting him or, you know, having to put him in timeout or doing whatever, because he would just get so upset and angry with, um, some of the other, uh, campers. Um, but, you know, through a lot of nurturing and, and our techniques, of, you know, just showering him with love, you know, having conversations with him, but at the same, but most importantly, listening to him, paying attention to him and seeing what is it that's really causing him to feel this way. And, you know, one of the things about the rack that COVID has taken from us is hugs. We, when you right. come to the rack, the minute you walk through the door, you are not allowed to cross the threshold without giving Miss Shay a hug. <laughs> and, you know, they, the kids know they cannot come in the building unless they give me a hug and so you know that's one of the things that and even when they're leaving when they leave in the afternoon they cannot leave without giving Miss Shay a hug and you know it just turned into a huge family affair where it started off with yeah giving Miss Shay a hug but then it turned into let's give all of our friends a hug and just being in that environment he had the opportunity to be in an environment where he was a shower with love all day every day you know we and we also gave him some opportunities to um uh, get involved. So he had tasks, he had resource, he had mm -hmm. responsibility. And this, I think this made him feel confident and, um, you know, just made him feel as if, you know, he mattered, he mattered, he was somebody, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm not saying that, you know, he wasn't getting this at home. I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying just by us giving that extra care as the community that we are mm -hmm. and helping to raise that, you know, raise him, we noticed that his behavior turned around. 
And, um, you know, he, he wasn't as angry as he used to be. He found ways to um, calm himself down. You know, we created calm down bottles. This was a science experiment that they did. And then one of the I things- love it. One of the things they had they had to do, they found themselves getting upset. They shook their calm, they shook their calm down mm -hmm. bottles. And you know, so we found different ways to kind of to address his anger issues. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, before the program was over with, mom was already saying, you know, thank you. You know, I met, you know, I've never seen him this calm before. I've never seen him being able to control himself in a way. And like I could literally feel it. Yeah, I could feel mm -hmm. the, the the joy that she had. I could see it on her face. And you know, she there was a point where he wasn't going to be part of our program anymore. And hold on, baby, give me one second. Um, he wasn't going to be a part of our program anymore. And she called and she was like, I really, you know, I really need him back in the program because mm -hmm. you all have been able to do something that no one else has been able to do. And so, um, yeah. So, you know, just being able to help turn things around mm -hmm. for him and help his family, that that's part of raising a child. It's not just about yeah. focusing on their academics. You know, you got to focus on the whole child. So Shay, you mentioned that uh, you mentioned several times, you know, that it takes a village and yeah. all of that. And, you know, and, you know, part of that village is relationships and connections and all that. It's like, you know, and it is a brand new nonprofit. You know, we heard about a raising child of the Carolinas through a mutual friend we all have in Jason Harper over at Fox 46. And, you know, I guess were it not for us all having that mutual relationship, we wouldn't know each other now. And, you know, and that, you know, kind of, you know, helped Tim brainstorm the you know, idea of how we could create a community event around expanding that village and expanding the knowledge of that village and the participation of that village uh, to, you know, to do something great for these kids through the Raise a Child of the Carolinas. And we're really excited uh, you know, about the one Charlotte run Charlotte event coming up this fall and, and all of that. And, and, and part of this, you know, not just, you know, bringing community together for, you know, a purpose of running one mile, what running one mile, but also to do a little fundraising, uh, for raise a child of the Carolinas, or as you mentioned earlier, the rack, as it is called colloquially, <laughs> but, but, and you guys have a specific purpose for, uh, for this fundraising opportunity. Uh, tell us a little bit about what some of the needs are and hopefully that'll get folks more excited about participating. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, so one of the main things that we need is transportation. Um, you know, we've been blessed that the organization, which is my home church, have partnered uh, New Waves of Joy Baptist Church. They mm -hmm. partnered with us and they've been allowing us to use their space as well as their van. Um, however, they only have one 15 passenger van. Um, and, you know, just within the first the first year, the first summer camp that we hosted, we had um, on average, about 30 children participate mm -hmm. in that camp. Um, so we always found our, and, and field trip Friday was every Friday. And then, you know, in addition to that, every Wednesday, mm -hmm. we had Water Wednesday. So we would take the kids to the local uh, park and rec, Mecklenburg County Park and right. rec, swimming pools mm -hmm. or the spray grounds or wherever the county had water. Right. You know, we utilize our community because that's what this yeah. is about. Um, so we took the kids to swimming pools, but the struggle we had was we just had that one 15 passenger van and, you know, our goal is safety first. You know, we can't, <laughs> we can't have 30 kids. Now, granted, we didn't have 30 kids all in one day, but it right. was anywhere from 21 to, you know, some days they were 10. So, but mm -hmm. the days that we had more than 15 people, um, right. you know, we had to utilize our cars, you know, a lot, uh, mm -hmm. our, um, uh, counselors, our camp counselors, um, you know, our teachers, we all, of course, you know, we had the, um, uh, 
uh, approvals from parents, all that stuff right. was covered, all the paperwork was covered. But, you know, we had to put the kids in our cars just to be able to get them out into the community to expose them to these right. opportunities. And, you know, it, it, you know, you talk about Charlotte being you know, very low when it comes to, um, uh, what is it called, mobility, um, upward mobility. And it's like, right. you know, well, how can you improve in being upward in mobility if you can't move? Like the... You got to be able to move. That, I mean, that's the that's mm -hmm. the point. You got to be mobile, and right. we can't get these children to expose them to these opportunities. And we can't teach them and raise them that there's mm -hmm. more than what they can see right around them if we can't get them there. So right. yeah, we're right. asking for your help and everyone's help to just help us to be able to transport these children to and from either whether it be to our camp or whether it be just to get them out into the community to some of these different places that we're taking them on in order to educate them, in order to expose them. Um, our goal was is $30,000. That'll at least get us one van um, from yeah. the research that we found. And we figured, you know, we could just get one. You know, yeah. we can keep working our way up to two. You know, like ultimately, if we could wave a magic wand and have a perfect world, then, you know, we would have, we would rather have, we would have, we would need two, either two 15 passenger vans yeah one minibus that would allow us because we're never going to our space doesn't allow us to mm -hmm. serve more than 30 children at this time right. so you know whether we get a 26 passenger bus or two 15 passenger vans we just need something big enough so we can transport our children because now the van that the church allowed us to use that mm -hmm. is now that doesn't work anymore so no no you know, we open, that is really need <laughs> we really need it now because really we have need. no yeah. chance <laughs> oh man! Um, yeah, so you know, it, when when we COVID does allow us to open our doors again, then we're back to being able to take them places. We want to make sure that we're in a position to do that, and today we are. That's great. Now, now you can we everyone can find out more information about the uh, one Charlotte run Charlotte one miler at runcharlotte.com. Now, where can we find out more about Raise a Child in the Carolinas? Um, it's raiseachildcarolinas.org. So take out the of the. So <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Um, and right. then we're on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, um, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, so, you know, if they need to find us, they can find us. It's not hard. Fantastic. Right. Great. Just search Raise a Child Carols on all of the um, platforms. Raise a Child Carolina. That's how they can find us. There you go. Perfect. Or like I said, you can, you can, if, and if you're familiar with, uh, with Run Charlotte and this podcast, you know where to find us. We will connect you with Raise a Child of Absolutely. Carolina. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> so, Shay Hunt, thank you so much for all that you do uh, and all that you've done. I know there's plenty more ahead of that. Yeah. Uh, we're looking forward to this partnership, and we're looking forward to getting you guys and gals and kids in one of these fans, hopefully, too. Yes. Work, we'll work for it. We'll walk for it. We'll run for it. We'll get it done. Again, Shay Hunt from Raise a Child of the Carolinas. Thank you so much for taking the time. No, thank you. Thank you all so much. And thank you for helping us. Thank you for having us. And I'm looking forward to it as well, DC. I appreciate it. All right, my friend. I will talk to you soon. Thank you for Absolutely. taking the time. You guys have a great day. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Novon Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Registration for the November 16th Novant Health Charlotte Marathon, Half Marathon, Relay, 5K, and One Mile events is available now at runcharlotte.com. Running Around Charlotte with your hosts, Tim Rhodes and Jeffrey Cooper, is produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. Listen for new episodes of Running Around Charlotte, released every week.